Hello, everybody. I am F. Scott Feel, uh, and I'm joined tonight by Jerry Durham and Mark Milligan, uh, two of the best in the field of physical therapy. Um, and we're here tonight to kind of talk to you about an interesting uh, topic uh, called advocacy. Um, I'm sitting here tonight representing the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. Um, some of this will be broadcast on that, so you guys can listen there. Um, Jerry, I'm sure you'll be broadcasting some of this as well. Yes, I will. So you'll hear, uh, we're going to share this recording. So this will be shared over at the Healthcare Disruption Podcast. I'm doing a little joint uh, podcast share and just trying to get the word out here about advocacy. I'm a big believer in this. So happy to get on the line with all you guys. Awesome. So uh, the, the reason that we kind of came together tonight was because uh, basically there's three states that still kind of need help uh, trying to get direct access for physical therapy. Uh, Mark and I happen to reside in, in one of them in Texas, um, Illinois and Missouri being the other two. Um, so Mark, could you maybe just give us a little bit uh, about direct access and what it is and, and you know, what, what, what are some ways that we can change from going to not having direct access to having direct access? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. That's Scott and, and, and Jerry, it's an, it's an amazing uh, opportunity to be here with you guys. I don't have a podcast, so I'm like the outsider here, um, but I'm happy to be a part of, I know, get with the times, but it's awesome to be a part of what you guys are doing and have this platform. I mean, I think we have to fundamentally look at what advocacy means, right? And so by definition, advocacy is an activity by an individual or a group which aims to influence decisions within political, economic, and social systems and institutions, right? So we're looking to change decisions and activities within that political arena, which boils down to one thing, actually a few things. One, it's how we practice and how patients access our care. And I think we have to look at those two things individually, right? Six states right now have limited access, Alabama, Illinois, Mississippi, Missouri, Texas, Wyoming, but the three states that have the most limited access are, are uh, Texas, Missouri, and Illinois. Really we can't go past an evaluation without the approval of a physician or a nurse practitioner or a podiatrist or a dentist or a chiropractor. Um, really, uh, though, that's, that's the fundamental issue right now. And um, to be honest, Scott, to go to your, your question, what does it mean and what does it mean to not have access? Let's boil it down to a really simple point. It means that a patient, regardless of method of payment, can't see you as an expert in musculoskeletal care for their treatment. They could pay you in cash, they could pay you in donkey trade, they could pay in, with insurance, it doesn't matter how they, they wanna pay you for your service, you can't provide a service without a referral from a, a, another provider giving you the okay in the area of your musculoskeletal expertise. That's what yeah. it means. And, and Mark, I, I, I gotta be honest, so I'm from New York originally, right? Um, I've lived in a bunch of places. I was in the Carolinas. I was in uh, Georgia for a while. Um, and recently with the addition of a new baby, we've just moved back to Texas to be closer to family. And it, you know, looks like now yeah. I'm going to be here for the long haul, you know? So this is, this is something that now is, is actually super meaningful to me. Whereas before, you know, I, I had a brief, you know, overview of what was going on in the few States that didn't have it. But once I got here to Texas and I found out what was going on, man, I, it, turned me into an interesting kind of let's try to figure out what he <laughs> is. Let's learn everything about it. Like that. It was amazing yeah. transformation. Yeah. It kind of flips your idea of what it means. I mean, it, 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 it's actually, it's, it's, it's difficult to conceive that a consumer 
can't purchase your product or be a part of or have your service without somebody else's approval for it. Especially yeah, when I think you're that's, it's that's, that's what pisses me off more as a as a citizen and as a consumer, not as a physical therapist. I'm in the state of Texas and I can't go to a physical therapist when I need a manipulation or I need a you know a quick treatment and I know what I need, but I can't get it to back because I can't reach back there. So I'd like one of my therapist friends to treat me. Well, I can't do that without a script. It's insane. You know, is this is what insane. really pissed me off when I, when I first started looking into it, you know, and I, I think it's even more of an testament of how important it is. The fact that Jerry state already has direct access and he's still coming on here to help us out with this. This is, I think a testament to what needs to happen in our country is that other therapists in other states need to see and understand the magnitude of the situation. And I'll shut up now, Jerry. Well, I think first off, you guys have to watch your language. I think F. Scott said shit and my <laughs> listeners, um, maybe not used to that strong of language here on the healthcare disruption podcast. So, so usually we prefer the word fuck or whatever from there. So from there forward, please, please use bigger words. That, I'm, I'm guaranteeing my listeners uh, when they heard shit, it just went straight over their head. <laughs> they're used to, you know, my goal is to get an E on every single podcast and I think I'm, I think I'm 23 for 23. And even the one that doesn't have any, I'm, I put in a complaint to iTunes <laughs> to listen to it again. Listen Here, again. Yeah. Here's the deal. So we start out with advocacy, direct access. And I agreed to be in this group. I agreed that I was going to give my time and energy into this conversation because if you believe you're patient focused, if you believe you're patient centered, if you believe you're client centered, then this conversation is for you. As a physical therapist, this is not a direct access issue. It's a access issue. Um, everybody's heard me talk about we are a solution to healthcare through the triple aim. Uh, the third largest spend in healthcare is musculoskeletal. The 70% of that musculoskeletal spin is low back pain. We are a solution to healthcare, except for in all those states Mark mentioned because you can't get to us. So this is goofy as hell. And it's goofy from the sense of back to F. Scott, you wake up with low back pain. You know, because maybe someone helped you with your shoulder, that your physical therapist is the best person to see, aka you don't know the research proves it also but you want to see your PT and in those places you can't. And this is a huge access issue to the right patient, the right person, the right time. Nobody in those States, none of those legislatures in those States can reference that in, um, in good conscience because they are limiting their, this isn't a physical therapy issue. People, the legislators are limiting their constituents access to the right entry point in healthcare. And, and just as a side note, what's crazy to me, and obviously I'm, I'm a little more well-versed in this now because I am a physical therapist, but I have a lot of friends that are doctors and the people that are having to write the script for me to get physical therapy have so little musculoskeletal training. They, they're glad to write the script because they don't know what to do. They're like, I, I don't know, man. Good luck. Hope your therapist takes care of it. You know, it, it, it's, it's like I said, I'm more pissed off as a consumer than I am as a physical therapist. This is literally as, as somebody who move to a state that doesn't have direct access i'm seeing now on the flip side as a patient what it's like and it's it's just it's mind-blowing so, so let's yeah sorry if you guys I got my dogs in the background hey well, let's um mark i want to go i want you guys let's go to solutions yeah okay yeah we can you know we can put it patient-centered consumer-centered pt center 
let's go to solutions. I want you to talk, Mark, about what you've done um, there in Texas to try to bring about some change. So if you don't mind sharing yeah. that. Yeah, Texas is pretty aggressive. We've, uh, but it's also really frustrating. Uh, the legislative session in Texas is every two years. So it's, <laughs> it's super frustrating because um, the largest state other than Alaska in, the, in, in, this, in this country, with arguably the most people in this country, they have their legislative session every freaking two years. So it's a big deal. Um, and here's another kicker is we've, we've put in legislation for patient access for the last seven legislative sessions. So 14 years they've been fighting for access in the state of Texas. Yikes. Thanks for doing the math because I was just thinking that was seven <laughs> years. That's 14 years, dude. Wow. Yeah, direct almost access, two decades. People if you go into the, the history of direct access, the first state to get it was back in the 50s, wasn't it? I think, yeah, if you look at Nevada, they started in access in the, in the really? 40s or 50s. Don't yeah, fact check me on that. But it's not too time. far after that in the 60s, I think. Yeah, exactly. So in Texas, what we do is we we filed petitions for access the last seven legislative sessions for 14 years. We aggressively, um, we aggressively have a lobbyist and we aggressively have key contacts in every co uh, congressional district and legislative district for to reach out and make partnerships with the people that are on Capitol Hill to see if we can make those bonds. And we also donate and give money through a PAC fund, right? The Political Action Committee Got raises to. funds for these you got to, but these, we raise funds in order to help push our legislative agenda through, uh, through the state of Texas. And, um, to be honest, it's, it's, it's a difficult battle hill uh, here. I've, the last legislative session I testified four times on Capitol Hill, um, in front of congressional hearings, uh, in order to, to get this pushed through for the Texas uh, legislature. So, um, we, we, we're trying to rally the troops and we try to raise money. Um, but I think, you know, part of the point of this, of what we're talking about is we're missing a big piece of what we need to be doing as, as, as PTs. We're, we're missing it. And that's really connecting with patients and getting, and getting consumers, right? Getting patients pissed off about what they can't do, right? Yeah. What, and Jerry, we need to, and that's what I think we need to bring home. Jerry, you've done a little bit of uh, advocacy up at Capitol Hill there as well, right? Oh yeah, my uh, my personality and ego does real well on Capitol Hill. As I show up, they're going, "Hey, got this pack or stack of research." I know I've donated. I vote. I vote, and I make sure when I walk in the room, you know, I vote. And they're always like, "Oh, don't talk about voting." And I'm like, "Hey, I'm Jerry Durham, my constituent. I vote every single." They're like, oh, don't share that. And I'm like, I vote yeah. all the time. So I share all that. And then you sit down, and within 30 seconds, I'm like, are we reading the same stuff here, people? You know, and everybody's like, oh, Jerry, yeah. no, we gotta have, we got to build a relationship. I get it. So I wised up, and back to Mark's um, last thought about why we're here, is I wised up and said, look, we have to be in the Capitol. There's no arguing that. 24-7, 365. Just sent that tweet out the other day about APTA. That is my value for being an APTA member. I want someone, if you ask me, why am I an APTA member? I want someone in the Capitol 365. So yeah. I pay my dues and I give to the PAC. We exactly. have to be there, right? I, I, I'm, 
I'm very appreciative of both of you guys for all the work that you've done at Capitol Hill, because I just am not knowledgeable about that kind of stuff. I never have been. I've never really been interested in it, but I do think it's a necessary evil. It's something we've got to do. But my this is I do give to the PAC and I do give to APTA. I, I, I'm, you know, 11, 12 years member of APTA because I don't know, but I know if I give my money to the right people, they'll do something good with it. Yeah, so I and think, they know, you know what to do with it. They, they know what to do with it. And I'm going to tell you right now, because there are going to be listeners out there going, I don't like this. I don't like my money spent on Capitol Hill. Well, so then now it's time to take a step back and go, what, what value can you bring to the profession? That's fine. Right. I mean, and, and uh, that's what, that's what we're here to talk about. And exactly. I think that that kind of moves us along nicely to our next point is that, you know, we've talked about this amongst ourselves. There's many ways to get from LA to New York, right? And there's many different avenues that we can take, but at the same time, we can all meet at the same place. So, you know, we have to start being a little bit more of doers, right? We have to kind of be the and therapists. We need to awesome. be the people that go to Capitol Hill and yes. their APTA dues and pay money to the pack and go out and you know educate communities about what's going on and why they can't get access to us so you know i i think i'd like to kind of talk about the many different avenues that we we have to take and you know why is this so why is direct access so important you know why are we doing this why are we even you know taking the time to go through all these avenues with people there's nothing there's nothing more engaged than a Medicare recipient, so someone using their Medicare benefits when it comes to the end of the year. Because man, I've never had so many signed letters to take back to DC or even to take to my state capital. I bring the Medicare stuff to the state capital than the end of the year when we're looking at therapy cap. So so just get yourself in that context here as Mark's gonna share a little more about all this. Well, I mean, there's so much there, Scott, that you just mentioned. It's really quite insane because I think that we really have to, um, there's a lot of different ways we can go about this, right? I mean, you, you go from, a, from yourself as a profession being an aggressive advocate for our profession, right? Because, you know, lobbying and legislation and advocacy also boils down to our scope of practice, right? I mean, we're talking about access tonight, but every time there's a legislative session, your scope of practice is at risk. And so uh, access is one of the key things, but we really have to look at our profession as a whole. So you have to be a staunch supporter of physical therapy and really be an advocate for what we do. Secondly, you have to be an advocate for your patients, right? Without our patients, we don't have jobs. And so uh, we have to understand that patients are the center of what we do. And if they can't access you, if they can't get to you, if they, if they don't see you as, as a primary care, point of care, point of entry into the healthcare system, they're missing something, right? You're, the, the patient's point of entry determines their path of care. And by, and by all the research points to the fact that the point of entry of physical therapy determines an easier, less expensive, better outcome path than any other point of entry for musculoskeletal care, right? And so we have, to, we have to get fired up about this. We have to approach it in, in a few different ways. One, you have to donate to the PAC. That's it. You've got to give money in order to help support the funds, pay for that lobbyist to be on Capitol Hill 365, Jerry, because that takes money. That pays somebody's job, right? Secondly, we have to be involved in the local community. You have got to, you've got to stand up. You've got to be a key contact. You've got to, you've got to 
um, engage as a profession, a professional in our profession. I'm sorry, but that's what you signed up for. I mean, you're a, you're a physical therapist. You can't like opt out. Third, we have to engage patients, right? Our patients are consumers and the law that restricts them from choosing us as an act, as a point of access to the healthcare uh, world is a restriction of that consumer's choice. There's no other way to put that, right? And so patients got to get, we have to educate patients and, and, and get them riled and get them fired up about the path that they have to go on that would otherwise not be there if they had access to physical therapy first. I mean, <laughs> what else do we have to go with, guys? I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think this really kind of brings us to, to our wrapping point and, and our call to action. Wait a minute. Let me give one example, F. Scott, before we wrap up, because I want to give the listeners an example of what Mark just said. So I've I've got offices. I see patients, right? I got bills to pay. I got patients. I got patients. Those, I'm going to go, I'm going to go on the record. Your patient is a better advocate than you. Your patient's voice goes further than yours. Okay. And we can disagree on that. I, I'm going to stick with that. When our patient sends in a letter to their senator that says, I went to physical therapy, I paid my money, I got better, I can't live without it, it's far more worthy worthy than me walking in going, I have a physical therapy business, aka I have a vested interest. So the APTA website has the advocacy section. They've got more printed up freaking letters than you guys can imagine. So every time the end of the year, cap, anything, I'd go in there, I'd print up a bunch of letters, I'd put them at the front desk. Now, I did not, don't get me wrong, I didn't expect my front desk person to be engaging people with this. I wanted people to walk in because the way my front desk was set up, you were going to see this letter. And then the physical therapist was responsible for asking their patient who they had their relationship with on the way out, if they wouldn't mind taking a look at this, because if they didn't know their healthcare benefits were in jeopardy. If you don't mind, would you sign this? And we're going to take it back to the Capitol and let your, because I would, I would put them in the appropriate place. We sorted by a zip code and I would take them back to the, it's not that difficult. It's not that difficult people. And I'm going to tell you right now, I loved walking in with those stack of letters, man. I used to walk in and go, I, at my state capital, there were a couple of my representatives, uh, not representatives at the state level, but whatever. I walked in and they said, hello, Jerry, no joke. And I'd say, how you doing? <laughs> yep, same thing this year. That's and they awesome. go, great. And I would go, here's the letters from our patients. That's all I got for you. And I'd say, that's all I got. Do you have any questions for me this year? Oh, no, you know, I saw Carl was in, whatever. And I'd say, that's all I got for you. If you don't mind taking a read through those. And I would get my ass out of the room. They didn't, who, let's waste each other's time. There was a bar across the street, by the way, from right. in Sacramento. So I'm not going to lie. But let, there was more power in those letters. You can do that. You in your practice of one, and you have 15 new patients a month, you got 15 letters. That's it. It's that simple. Yeah. Yep. And that call to action, Jerry, I, I want to reiterate that. I, I think it's up to us in the clinical practice. The end of one, right? The end of one sees 20, 30, 40, and some practices 60 patients a, mo- a week. Like we have the opportunity to reach levels and layers of advocacy on a grassroots that 
are unparalleled with me going to the capital in Texas or me flying to Washington and saying, hey, you know, we do a good job. You need to get a, you need to allow us to have access to patients. Right. It makes no sense. It has to be it ha- part of this has to be stemmed from a consumer uprising that demands the best care that that demands the best care for what they have and what's going on with them. That's it. And if anybody, if anybody wants to state it's political, I'll say, yeah, it's political and it's your job and it's your profession at stake. So you can tell me you don't want to talk politics at work, but last time I checked, everybody wants a paycheck every two weeks. So you got to take a step back, my friends, and understand that we can help these people. We're a solution to healthcare. You have set something up in your community that's benefiting your community. You're paying taxes, right? Let's make sure that people in your community can access you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well put guys. Great job. And and like I said, I think at this point, you know, this is a good wrapping point for our first step here, but you know, I, I think for now there's going to be a lot more of this stuff kind of rolling out over the next couple weeks, months and, and year. Um, but you know, if, if for now, the first step, I think, is if you've got any questions or any, anything you'd like to talk about, you can find me, Jerry or Mark, um, online. Uh, Twitter's obviously a good place. Uh, all three of us reside there. Um, you can check out my website, pteducator.com. All my links are there. Um, Jerry, if you want to give them all your info. You know what? Go, um, go to Twitter, Jerry Durham PT. Go to my website, jerrydurhampt.com. Um, and connect, well, the best place to go is Twitter. And I swear to God, if you follow me, I almost guarantee you, I follow you. It's a rare day when a PT finds me before I find them. But if I don't sit tight, I find you DM me my DM on Twitter. It looks like most people's text messaging. And I'm happy to communicate with you about some strategies to make this happen in your community. And by the way, we're talking, what, what are the three most restricted states, Mark? Missouri, Illinois, and Texas. Okay, and there are limits in other states. You guys realize this is not a state issue because what worked anywhere will work. If, if we put the patients at the center and we engage the consumer, it works. So don't think you're in another state. You got to find someone in your state. Don't get me wrong. Find the people in your state doing. Yet there are people outside of your state who can help you. I will help you. Thank yeah, you. Here's a prime example. Well, here's the, here's the, here's, here's a, can I put in a crazy point real quickly? Yeah, go ahead. Right? Like, to be honest, there's only 18 states that have unrestricted access in Texas, uh, in the United States. There's only 18, right? Yeah, so ne- let's not get all pompous and yeah, direct access we, states. We've got a lot more work to do yeah, in these other states. But the, 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 yeah, the this is a, a little bit of catching up. This is a legit, uh, this is a legit uh, issue for every single state, every single legislative session, because... It's going to be under fire at every from every other profession. So this 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 isn't just for Texas, Illinois, and Missouri. This is for ev- all fifty states need to call to action every single year to fight for our profession. Bottom line. Well put, Mark. Mark, go ahead and tell the uh, listeners where they can find you at as well if they've got questions or follow up. Well, you can find me in Austin, Texas. I hang downtown. Um, uh, you know, walking around, just uh, just hanging out at the Capitol. Texas. I'm weird. also on Twitter, Mark Milligan. <laughs> yeah, keeping Austin weird. Uh, Mark Milligan DPT uh, on Twitter, uh, Facebook, wherever. That's also my email at Gmail. So uh, Mark Milligan DPT at gmail.com. 
Uh, I'm always open to questions, concerns. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a resource. That's what I love to be. So reach out and, uh, and we can connect. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time, guys. I appreciate it and look forward to working with you a little bit more. Woohoo! Yeah. Thank Boom. you. Thanks for putting this together, F. Scott. Yeah, agreed.